Hey guys, what's up? It's me, Danny Sanchez. Welcome back to Broadway Live, your home to Broadway news, pop culture, and more. It's not your normal podcast, it's Broadway Live. Hey guys, welcome back to Broadway Live with your host, Danny Sanchez, here. There's not going to be any top story, news stories of the week because it's Tony Awards season, basically, with everything going on. <laughs> so, we're going to do a, this is going to be a part one, part two episode of the Tony Awards, what's going on, the nominations, how we feel, all that stuff and everything. And for this first half or first part of like the two-part episode, I really wanted to talk about some questions and things that you guys had over the Tony Awards and everything. And then in the second episode, I'm actually bringing on some a couple of guests that love you know the Broadway business and everything like that to give their insights as well. But with this episode, we're going to talk about some of the nominations and everything like that. So, if you guys didn't know, the 2020 Tony Awards were revealed on October 15th by Tony Award winner James Renaud Iglehart, who won his Tony from the great, great Aladdin the Musical. And I watched the live stream. If you want to see my reaction of watching the Tony Award nominations, it's on my Instagram at that so Danny with two Y's at the end. And there's a full list of nominations and all of that fun stuff. So just to summarize everything, the Alanis Morissette musical Die Little Pill led the pack with 15 nominations, earning at least one nomination in every eligible category, including six for the show's principal performers. Moulin Rouge redeemed, sorry, I can't talk, 14 nominations. The two and Tina Turner musical comprised this year's best musical category, but left out the other eligible show, The Lightning Thief, which we'll talk about later. And the best, and the cat play category, Jeremy O. Harris's Slave Play and Matthew Lopez's Inheritance came out on top with 12 nominations, with the most ever for a play from Slave Play and 11 nominations for The Inheritance. Joining the two in the main production category are Bell Best Wolves It's Grand Horizons, Adam Rapp's The Sound Inside, and Seawall A Life from Simon Stevens and Nick Payne. So, just to go more into depth on with the eligibility of the Tony Awards, this season was cut so with the coronavirus pandemic, as we all know. And um, as Broadway League and American Theatre Wing were determining the eligibility, they decided the eligibility for the musicals were February 19th of the cutoff dates, and 18 total productions are considered eligible. So, let's talk how we feel. So, for me and everything, how I felt with the, with the nominations, you know, I was, you know, open-minded to see, you know, what was going to happen and all of that, especially with, the, you know, the times that we're living in right now. And I know the Tony Awards, you know, while we love, you know, it's competitive in a way, but also it's a celebration and honoring art and shows that opened for that specific season. So, right off the bat, I just want to <laughs> get this out of the way. You know, the best musical category it has three musicals of Jack Little Pill, Moulin Rouge, and Tina Turner the Musical. And if you guys don't know, there were four eligible musicals that were nominated, that were eligible to be considered for nomination, which was those three shows and The Lightning Thief. Unfortunately, The Lightning Thief didn't receive any nominations for any of the categories this this year. Yes. Um, yeah, when I first saw that, I was taken aback because, you know, with a lot of shows that open, you know, early in the season, you know, sometimes they're forgotten because of the max, you know, of all the shows that open or like some shows, you know, are really good but close early. Um, there's a lot of reasons that happen. But with this season particularly, you know, there was only four four musicals, for only four eligible musicals that were considered nomin- eligible. So it's like, 
you only have four to choose from. And I know not every show is is going to be nominated and everything like that, but especially with the times that we're living in, you know, in my opinion, it really isn't that difficult to, you know, give, you know, recognition where it's due and, you know, to nominate the shows. And there, I know there were more plays that were in considerations than in musicals, but it's like to have this year's Tony Awards best score to be pretty much all plays is crazy. Like, I was surprised, like, you know, like, the only original musical score on Broadway was The Lightning Thief for this Tony Awards season. So it's like, you know, you can give credit for that uh, actual category. It's like, you know, what deems those plays that are not technically musicals eligible above the only one original musical. You know what I mean? And, you know, while there's so many opinions, you know, with Lightning Thief and everything, I just wanted to say it from a, a person that, you know, doesn't hate on art or shows or anything, you know, I heard from, you know, it had mixed reviews with the New York Times and different places, and it had really good um, raving reviews from Off-Broadway on tour, but I guess, you know, from the Broadway standard, it just did not meet the Broadway standard that people were, you know, expecting. But when if you're going to have that same outlook and expectation on this show, you need to apply it to all the other shows. And with this show in particular, it's not supposed to, it's a fun show. It's a fun show meant for the younger demographic of teenagers who love the book series and all of that. And I heard that it was a great adaptation from the book to stage. And I gave, you know, fans of the books a new a new adaptation and also new fans of the show itself as a separate ent- entity. entity. So it's like, for me, like, it doesn't, I, for me, it's just, I don't really see why they weren't at least nominated. I, I, that, I, that's just my opinion. Like, with the Tony Awards Committee, you know, it's full of, you know, a different demographic of older people, and, and, you know, like, probably not, this show is not probably in their radar, but it's a, a show was on Broadway for a reason, so I honor the show for what it is. And, you know, it's not a deep, in-depth catharsis as with Sondheim. Like, it's literally a fun musical about, uh, acceptance and, you know, uh, family and friendship and just oh, fun. And that's what this show gave. And the fans, you know, made had a huge fan base. And there were 12 Broadway debuts. And Chris McCarroll, who's an amazing performer from Les Mis to, the, to Lightning Theme right now, like, he is so amazing what he does. And I heard, like, people were captivated by his performance as Percy Jackson. And... It's like, you know, I've been seeing a lot of tweets and things from, like, on social media, and it's like, there was one in particular where it's like, what are we sending, what message are we sending to the younger generation of theater of, like, you know, are we going to appreciate shows meant for the younger demographic, and also for shows that are, like, original musicals? It's like, you know, not, like, original, like, like original music. It's like, are we going to respect and honor that? It's like, you know, what's going to, what's considered eligible and what's not, and what person's eye because art is subjective you know having like what what considered one show better than the other it's like you know that's pretty much if you want to think of it that way like art is subjective itself and you know people may not like lightning thief because you know it's you know people didn't want to give it a chance or it's too childish or whatever it is but it's like think of all the other shows that are meant for like the young demographic and teenagers that are loving it like mean girls Evan hansen you know Beetlejuice, like, all these shows that were 
appreciated by young people. Like, don't just credit this Lenny Thief show when also we have other shows that are meant for younger audience as well. Um, and the term snubbed is used often when it comes to, like, you know, you know, oh, like, Great Comet was snubbed for whatever Tony it was and all that. But it's, like, this show in particular, I sort of agree that, like, this show was snubbed. Because, you know, there's only four musicals. Four musicals. And this is me not trying to call out the Broadway, the Broadway League or the American Theater Wing or anything. This is just to express, you know, from what I saw the nominations, I was like, oh, like, I don't understand, like, you know, why Chris Crow wasn't nominated. Like, I was like was his performance, like, you know, you can't compare Chris and Aaron today because they're both separately different people in two different productions that were on Broadway, well-deserved on Broadway. It's like, you know, it's like, I don't know. I don't want to get <laughs> into, you know, all that specifics. I want to leave it for the next episode. But um, to go more in specific with, you know, the positive things, you know, I was very, very happy um, to see, uh, Danny Bernstein's nomination in Moulin Rouge, I am rooting for Danny Bernstein, I, he, he's an incredible performer, love that man, um, I'm very fortunate enough to, um, like, I grew up with Danny Bernstein, you know, he, like, introduced me to my favorite musical of all time, The Drowsy Chaperone, with Sun Foster, and, like, that's, like, my favorite, Beth Level, like, amazing show, and, um, I actually, Wow, I can't talk because I'm super excited. Um, also, great congratulations to the Jagged Little Pill cast from Celia to um, Derek Klenna to Catherine to um, Elizabeth to Sean Allen Creel, which I don't know if Sean Allen, Sean Allen Creel is listening. Hey! Um, <laughs> I actually um, uh, DM'd him a message of congratulations, and he's a super, super sweet guy. Um, and yeah, like, you know... I'm really happy that, you know, they wanted to bring the Tony Awards and everything, but it's also the fact that, you know, we're living in a time where it's different, and to have, you know, um, nominations like this, it's like, you know, I personally think that if four musicals are nomin are eligible, just give them the nomination. It's like, you know, at this point, like, what considered Lightning Thief not on the same level or discrediting as, you know, everything else? Again, it wasn't the mainstream, but it's, like, you know, it's still part of the season. And, like, what message are we sending to younger fans of theater when the show that, you know, represents, you know, that young demographic and artists that, you know, that brought them to theater, that brought them, this one show brought them to, you know, the love of the arts, which is so cool. Um, but it's a big conversation that I would love to have with other people as well to get their insights. Um... But when I saw Audrey McDonald's nomination, I was like, ah, oh, my heart was just like, yay, Audrey McDonald. Like, I just, Audrey McDonald is a force to reckon with. She's such a well-rounded performer. I appreciate Audrey McDonald. And give congrats and honors to Slave Play for making the way of the most nominations for a play on Broadway. Like, literally, Jeremy O'Harris, congratulations. Like, literally, so well-deserved. And um, The Inheritance as well, literally, such great plays that I wish I could have seen in New York, but couldn't see. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's basically a little bit of the Tony Awards and what's happening and everything. You know, I have a lot more idea, a lot more things to say on this topic once, you know, we have part two of this episode because Tony's 
is going to be a long thing. We'll talk about predictions. We'll talk about, you know, what we think and whatnot and all that. And the future of the Broadway community and so forth and so on. Um, I'm not going to reveal the guests yet. You know, it's a little bit secret. But I'm super excited for the next next installment of the Tony Awards series. Um, we're still going to continue on our conversations on Broadway Live with more um, talk conversations on mental health, POC representation, LGBT, so forth and so on. All that. If you have any ideas and suggestions of what topics or guests you want to see on the podcast, please shoot me a message on Instagram or respond to my Google form on my website, which is in the link on my Instagram at that's Danny with two Y's. More social media and more things of Broadway Live is coming in the near future and possible possible merch. I'm super excited with that. Um, big thank you guys to all of our supporters and listeners to Broadway Live. We wouldn't we couldn't have done this without you. And I just thank you all so much for your just constant amazing um, love and everything with this podcast. Literally, the re- the last episode was so fun to make. And, um, yeah, I'm just super honored and excited. Um, hello to all the listeners in the U.S., Portugal, U.K., Canada, Ireland, Belgium, and Singapore. You are loved. Love you all so, 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 so much. And, yeah, stay tuned for next week for the next installment of the Tony Awards nominations tea. Super excited to bring that with you guys. And, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening to Broadway Live. Hope you have a great, amazing day. Bye-bye.